Welcome to The Yoga Voice, a podcast by City Yoga, School of Yoga and Health. Our guests discuss how the contemporary practice of this ancient art transforms the lives of individuals and communities in the Midwest and beyond. City Yoga has been a center for the practice of yoga and yoga teacher training since opening in 2002. Join us as we explore how yoga inspires and transforms. Thank you all for tuning in to The Yoga Voice today. My name's Dave Sims. I'll be speaking with Neil McGuffog today from At The Core. Neil will share his yoga journey with us and let us know how you made that transition from a corporate career to a second career running At The Core, a company he founded, which takes wellness practices into corporate settings. He works through group class environment and he's in all around central Indiana, all different types of business and industry. And we're excited to hear from Neil today and hope you all enjoy. Neil, welcome. Thank you, Dave. Glad to be here. So let's just start off with telling our audience a little bit about your yoga journey, what what your life was like, what happened what it's like today. Indeed. Yoga journey for me began about 12 years ago with the gentleman that's sitting across the microphone, me, Dave Sims, <laughs> when there was some practicing training going on for some distance running. And Dave, you suggested that this yoga thing, which was you were relatively new into it, would be good for injury prevention, for overall well-being and helping with breathing and being a kind of a movement enthusiast for my entire life, I, the first session I was in, I was, I was booked. I was hooked. I was, I was just hooked right away that this uh, yoga thing was something that I really wanted to embrace. Sure, it was going to help with, with injury prevention and keeping you know, the, the body in tune for some of the long distance running. And then about seven years ago, the suggestion was, well, maybe think about teacher training. And so the teacher training concept was introduced to me again by yourself and, and taking my practice deeper at the time, those three or four years, four or five years at the beginning were you know, about the movement, not so much about what it looked like to go deeper into my practice until the teacher training aspect came into view. And it was eye-opening that, that time together, those many, many weeks together with other practitioners and the teachers just was transformative, as many people say in the teacher training, uh, that do you know, teacher training throughout this, this city and here at City Yoga. It was, um, that was, you know, those combination, those two things, you know, tra training for running and then becoming open to the op opportunity to become a, a registered yoga teacher uh, has been part of my, my yoga journey ever since and subsequently led to doing what I'm doing today. Now, what were you doing prior to what you're doing today? Good question. I, I'd spent, frankly almost 27 years in the corporate wellness space, I should say in the corporation, working for you know corporations. And the last 15 of those 27 years was with uh, a corporate wellness company selling large-scale wellness programming uh, to Midwest companies, companies around uh, my territories, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee, and Illinois. 15 years in a space that I really gelled with uh, when I launched into that space these were large-scale employers we targeted. Um, the smallest group we would work with would be 500 employers, employees up to 5,000, even 10,000. 
Um, the goal was to try to engage with their, their C-suite people, the directors of, of, of human resources, the senior vice presidents of finance, uh, the chief financial officers, in an attempt to sell them on the idea of what these corporate wellness programs could do for their staff and their employees, help them produce, you know, help them boost morale, uh, help them reduce uh, absenteeism rates, help them lower overall insurance, health insurance costs. And after about mm, 10 or 11, 12 years, I started to kind of wane. My interest started to wane in that. And the last three years were just, I just wasn't feeling it. And my yoga practice was deepening and I saw a niche. I saw an opportunity in with area employers who were smaller in, in numbers, like less than 200 employees or less than 100 employees who weren't being served by the, these wellness companies, the, the health improvement and health um, promotion uh, companies. They just didn't want to deal with the smaller staff. And I thought, hmm, that might be a niche that could use some wellness programming. And so hence the, the opportunity to launch at the core. Awesome. And, and it sounds like you're continuing to grow and, and bring health and wellness to a variety of people. What kind of companies are you getting into? Good question. Yes, it has grown. It started out with just two or three um, organizations, sounds up to, up to 12, um, 12 to 13 clients. Again, small employers under 200 lives, This uh, even under 100 lives, maybe even under 50 lives. And the rationale there is to try to get to the decision maker, the person who owns the organization, so I could talk to him or her about what we do and the importance of keeping their staff healthy and moving. I use the phrase, if you move, you improve. Um, so again, smaller scale companies, smaller employers, um, office supply companies, um, electrical engineers, marketing communications firms, um, small accounting companies, a couple of manufacturers. There's a school corporation that we do some business with. And, and basically anybody who's got space on site in their office that can uh, accommodate or embraces this type of, of programming under their health promotion programming, or if they, you know, make this a part of their health promotion program. It sounds like people that are at a desk nine to five, more or less. Yes. We're, you know, sitting is the new smoking has been <laughs> termed in the wellness arena lately because sitting is frankly having a, a, an adverse effect on you know much of our population because of the number of hours we sit and stay sedentary. So certainly it's impacting uh, low back issues, uh, hamstring issues, um, productivity issues, and just keeping people in that less mo uh, movement-based uh, phase and keeping them more sedentary, which is going to lead to some health issues. So Yes, certainly. Well, you know, well-intentioned people get you know maybe set their watches to move every forty-five minutes or every hour and a half or two hours. But here we have um, bringing in some you know either generally speaking ninety percent of the time yoga uh, yoga sessions to the workplace. Sometimes it's mat Pilates. We've also had some mindfulness and some meditation sessions in an effort to get people to decompress, to unwind, to move to, you know, reduce the amount of sedentary, um, you know, places that, you know, sedentary positions that they're taking at, at, at the workplace. I have students tell, employees say, gosh, it's been three and a half, four hours before I've actually remembered to stand. That's, that's mm -hmm. very cool. You mentioned earlier mm -hmm. that when you were going through your training, particularly in yoga, that it was a transformative experience. In, in what ways mm -hmm. do you mean that it was transformative. The yoga practice is for me, as I've heard and you know, I've heard and read and talked to other practitioners, is more 
um, not just the process of moving the body and the asanas or the movements, but it's also looking at your looking at your psyche, looking at how what my internal composition is about, how what how I perceive my um, my world from the inside out. So we talk about yoga being you know the connection of mind, body, spirit, or just the 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 yoking of of um, elements. And for me, it, it really it helped kind of. Um, bring that to, to light, bring it to, to the forefront that, you know, um, all my life I've been kind of seeking a, a spot, seeking a place to um, integrate my, you know, what I feel is some of my gifts and some of my talents. And yoga helped me peel back the layers of the onion and understand where I could have a, a positive impact and have be of service to those in a community that I was very accustomed to. Again, 27 years in a corporate space, in the cubes, taking the elevator to the fifth floor, you know, doing the, the you know, the cube life, the office life, going to the break room, doing, and so on and so forth, the nine to five, the eight to four, all that was very, very familiar to me. And yet, um, you know, my yoga journey helped me open up my eyes to the ability, to, you know, the opportunity to perhaps help individuals in that particular setting, in that audience. And, and that's been, um, you know, the training was pivotal. The training was, um, you know, you know, brought up stuff from, you know, from past, you know, from early childhood to adolescence. It, it brought up um, different emotions that either I had kind of subdued or, or stuffed or, or anesthetized. And, and um, you know, the training part, while, yes, there was the asanas, the movements, the, the transitions, the, the cueing, um, all, vi- you know, vital, it was, it went much deeper for me to understand, you know, what the actual true meaning of yoga is. Much, much more than physical postures, eh? Yes. Which is, you know, the it's interesting. My audience, they look for that first, where the key for me is to try to then also uh, integrate and let them know that, yes, we you know, there's a way to go a little deeper. Uh, some of them, you know, are embrace that. Um, some don't, and that's okay. We're just here. I feel I, I'm here as just a conduit, a source to to open people's eyes and, and give them the opportunity to learn more about themselves, about the practice, about going deeper, uh, and then at the same time, helping them reduce their stress. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking, I was thinking back, I think I met you, well, it was, uh, mm-hmm. well over 20 years ago when you were in that corporate scene and I was in a corporate, different corporate scene. And uh, neither one of us had any yoga on the radar, uh, maybe some meditation and mindfulness practices that, um, uh, which I think was kind of a gateway for me to get into yoga. Um, when I first went to my first class, early 2000s, there was a sense of there's like a meditative quality. There's something else going on here besides physical, much like yourself. It was, hey, go try yoga, stretching. It will help you on your marathon training and all that. So that's uh, I think it's just cool that you've got to you know, dip into this world and then you're making this amazing impact on the community. Yeah. yeah. So it is truly, a, I mean, kind of a dream come true. Although at the time I, I wasn't, I didn't know how this was all going to unfold. But yes, I mean, the running community, it's, you know, I've been running for a lot, a lot of years, but really seriously the last 15 or so. And I, I call it my moving meditation. So when I run, I pray. When I pray, I run. You know, there's a combination there. There's moving meditation. So that's a movement part. But then I got to slow down in the practice. Uh, I've experienced this before, and I've had students come up to me and other uh, yoga practitioners. At some point along maybe their early journey, the tears just flow. And that, that happened to me early on. I was thinking, 
I don't know if it will happen to me. I don't know why I'm so special, what makes me different. But lo and behold, I can't tell you exactly when, maybe three, maybe four months into it. I can't remember the exact time frame. But um, when I was relatively new, there was a, several sessions where there's just the tears are just flowing. And it's just that release. And so I don't know. It's only happened a few times with some of the, the, the corporate groups that I have where individuals come up to me and says, is it okay? Is it, are we supposed to have this kind of, you know, tear flowing kind of experience in the, and I said, well, actually, yeah. I mean, sometimes that, that happens, not for everybody, but it, it can be a, a, you know, part of the, the peeling back part of the kind of the uncovering of um, what might be, might be stuffed emotions, might be things that have been stuck energy that just all of a sudden is starting to release either through, you know, just the movements or just the fact that you're breathing, the fact that you're opening yourself, yourself up to um, different breathing patterns, different breathing practices. And that stuffed emotions, stuffed energy, or, you know, that release, what are some of the benefits of releasing that? Sure. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you know, just completing some intensive training recently, you know, we know that when areas in the body have some tension, if there's maybe some inflammation or some tightness, that oftentimes can be contrib attributed to the stuck energy. And when either through the combination of breath and movement, or maybe just the breath, that the energy starts to release, there is this, for me, and I've heard it from some of the students, this um, kind of an ah, uh, you know, kind of a, just a, um, a feeling of, 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 of harmony and kind of a, a release, a, a, a letting go, where I think, for me, I'll speak to, I'm, I can have a tendency to grip on and to kind of white knuckle things in an effort to just, um, you know, force square peg and round hole and just unwilling to, to let go of uh, old thought patterns or old behaviors or, or different situations. And so once that, you know, once I have the opportunity to experience, and it's a process, it's, you know, sometimes it takes weeks or months and sometimes I, I might stay in a, a kind of, um, um, uh, used to a, kind of a pattern of, 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 you know, not experiencing that for a while. And then all of a sudden I'll, I'll be in a practice or I'll attend a workshop or something and, and boom, I, I feel that release. And sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's, it's more bold. Um, but I, I think it's a gift and I would actually would love that as many people could experience that gift that are here that, uh, you know, are listening to this podcast that, you know, are, are around that can have the opportunity to, to feel that release and to experience that, um, that emotional letting go. Oh, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. And I, uh, I know you and I shared that five-day intensive with uh, Off the Mat in the World, and that was a really deep dive into what you were describing as a how to dig, dig in and release. What was your, you know, what did you take away from that that is helping you and what you're trying to teach to the community? And, and personally, how has that created an ongoing effect? Yes, in the... You know, in the, the seven years or so I've been teaching and uh, have had, you know, some trainings, this was, of course, it's most top of mind, but it was one of the most pivotal ones, um, had the most impact and still a week and a half, two weeks later, still kind of decompressing from uh, from some of the teachings, from some of the, the lessons and the, the the theories that were, were talked about. Um, in my particular role at, at the core and, and working with mostly corporate settings and uh, interjecting this idea that yes, um, we you know I, I'd like to go a little deeper than just the movements. Um, you know, 
asking folks or, or kind of checking in with um, my students to see, are they ready? Are they willing to kind of look at this? Um, yoga practice is something that um, is not just the movements, not just the breath work, but maybe turning inward a little bit, uh, a kind of an inventory, uh, looking at maybe past wounds. Maybe there's some issues um, that have been, you know, ignored or denied and stuffed for a long time. And, you know, I, I frankly, I have to be, um, I choose to be mindful of that because in some of these settings, it, it's it's uh, going to take a while. So right. I'm just kind of planting seeds, just baby steps to see if I can um, take individuals through this and do so in a way that's, that is not uh, not too overwhelming not too um, intensive, but still gives them the opportunity to um, experience this this deeper dive. And I have to figure out where you know how deep that dive will go at these different locations, different groups that I, I, I work with. But the the training uh, off the mat into the world really resonated with me to um, to take this this pra- my practice with my audience as deeper as deep I could, as deep as I can go. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, what's a little bit about if you would like to talk a little bit about your practice today on, you know, your, your fit, your mm-hmm. teaching yoga and wellness, how do you maintain your own mental and physical? Just describe yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. So I have a, a day, a morning ritual. Sometimes it's as short as four or five minutes. Sometimes it's maybe 18 to 20 minutes. Just depends on how that morning uh, flows. It might be the shorter end is some prayer time um, with some readings that I have by my bedside, it's on my knees. Uh, if I have that longer time frame, 18 to 20 minutes, it may be more of a sadhana practice, sadhana meaning uh, some combination of some some um, mantra work with some movements and, and a little prayer at the end. Uh, I love the concept of sustainability and I try to embrace that, and I'm not perfect. No, you know, this is still you know progress, not perfection in this journey. Sustainability, where I, I have um, morning these morning sessions, these morning rituals that also sometimes might include um, going to the gymnasium um, uh, after the my own little um, practice at home. Uh, I try to get in maybe you know. Long runs on Saturday. Still, there's trainings for half marathons and, and then the, um, um, doing some smaller races. So running three, maybe three days a week, maybe four days a week on the, uh, on the, the high side. So it's never more than four. Um, you know, I have to be mindful of being a student of yoga enough to still, you know, be effective as an instructor. So there have been times where there have been some month stretches where I find myself not take, being a student enough of, you know, taking classes from some of the instructors that, that I admire around the area or just showing up randomly at a, at a, at a place to be a student, uh, being really mindful that creating, I love the concept of balance. So if I get too out of balance by just instructing all the time with these you know, corporate groups that I have and not being a student enough or not taking enough time in the morning, to you know, um, practice, you know, develop my own practice, and, and yeah. So and then you know, um, just I, I love my communities. I, I stay connected. There's the running community, the yoga community. I'm involved in a couple other organizations. Do some work with Big Brothers Big Sisters, and yeah. 
sounds like you you do have a lot of um, you know uh, community connections yeah. and and that you thrive on people and group and service. This sounds like a big part of your life. And I was as you were talking about the yoga, I was thinking about if you could say, is there a favorite? I don't know, style of yoga mm-hmm. or a particular teacher that there's something about their style that, mm-hmm. that really is very restorative to you and nurturing or sure. nourishing. Yeah. You know, when I first started this journey 12 years ago, I thought all yoga was, was, you know, um, fast paced uh, vinyasa, one breath, one movement in a studio that's, you know, constantly regularly heated to, you know, 95 plus. And for the first six to eight months, that's what I did. And I thought that's all that yoga was. And, uh, and I fell in love with it. And I, it, it was embracing, it was challenging. It was, um, I remember, uh, uh, there was a 30 day challenge in during that particular very beginning part. I mean, I, a 30 day challenge came within the first two months of my practice. And I remember being really diligent about 30 day practice, how it transformed my digestive system. I remember very distinctly on January, for that month of January, my whole um, constitution shifted. I couldn't eat big meals. I had to go literally to five small meals a day. Moving forward, you know, I learned you know, so many different styles of yoga. And for me, frankly, I, I kind of, I, it just depends on, on the mood, the season, um, you know, what, if I'm, Training. If there's a, math, a half marathon coming up, my knee doctor says I'm not supposed to do marathons anymore. But if there's a longer longer race coming up, then I, I will gravitate towards a yin practice. There's a couple of yin teachers um, in the city that I love to go to for the two to three weeks, maybe getting a, a class or two in a week uh, prior to that race. Um, you know, from um, you know, I, I would really encourage folks that are listening to try a 75 or 90 minute session. Uh, whether it be slow flow or um, you know a, a vinyasa or some kind of um, um, you know ashtanga, just at the end to experience maybe a longer savasana. You know, if you're in a 45 minute session, which I often do, those resting periods at the ends are relatively short. So if you're in a 90 minute class and you can you know let go for the last six, you know, last you know nine, ten, eleven minutes um, from a restoration perspective, it can be so therapeutic. So. <clears throat> Yeah, I enjoy that. So I like to occasionally look at finding a session that's with a teacher that's 75 or 90 minutes long. Um, here at, at City Yoga, I've really embraced um, when there's a teacher that comes in to do Jiva Mukti. And uh, yeah, that's that style of just combining um, the movement with, you know, just the, you know, a lot of core work and, and such. It really resonates with me. And um, yeah, so it kind of ebbs and flows, maybe the season, time of the, you know, Day of the week, um, I'm kind of a, I guess, a, an all, you know, all welcoming, all inclusive <laughs> yoga practitioner. So, yes, that, that you are. <laughs> well, and you're just a vital part of the community here and mm-hmm. at large. And it's just, it's awesome to see the work that you're that you're out there mm-hmm. doing. And um, so, if mm-hmm. if someone had an employer or a um, needed some group privates or mm-hmm some type of wellness services, how, how would they get a hold of you? Sure. Um, so, you know, I'm in the community, um, Facebook, um, www.atthecoreindy.com. They can go out to look at the, at the, uh, at the website. Uh, you can follow me on, on Facebook. There's an At The Core Indie Facebook page as well as just my own personal page. Um, you know, throughout the community, just 
um, plugging myself into uh, Indie Holistic Hub. Um, some some listeners might be familiar with Indie Holistic Hub. So shout out to Indie Holistic Hub, which is um, does some great work uh, building um, community around holistic practitioners within the, the Indianapolis and greater in, greater Central Indiana area. Um, can certainly call me direct. Uh, my phone number three one seven seven five seven nine one six five. Readily um, make sure I respond you know quickly and, and appropriately. So yeah, it, um, you know I, I'm at different organizations, the Monumental Yoga, a regular um, exhibitor there, and in different um, functions around the city, different um, you know uh, different. Um, trade shows and that type of thing. So at the core indie. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And we'll include your, your website and contact info on the episode uh, notes oh, and cool. details so people can find it there. Thanks. And you, I have to tag in mm-hmm. on monumental yoga. You mentioned the mm-hmm. uh, summer solstice celebration in Indianapolis uh, on the circle. What, what an amazing event. And I know you've been a part of that year after year. And you know this this year we're hoping you know eight ten thousand people converge on the on the center of the city. It's a Friday night, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Friday <laughs> this year, and uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Looking, I was looking recently at pictures of past years and just the the power of having thousands of people come together for a community yoga mm-hmm. class and and the local uh, wellness providers mm-hmm. like yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to network and yeah. intermingle mm-hmm. with other teachers and community pro- wellness providers mm-hmm. that uh, surely does bring a, a broader awareness to yoga in the community at large. So thank you for being a part of that. Oh, thank thank you. you for being a part of this podcast. Yeah. Here at it. the Yoga Voice. <laughs> Voice. And we hope to get you back here again. And in the meantime, so, enjoy some sunshine out there today. Perfect. Like, thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening to The Yoga Voice, brought to you by City Yoga School of Yoga and Health, where we are committed to exploring how yoga inspires and transforms. Find out more at www.cityyoga.biz. That's C-I-T-Y-O-G-A dot biz. Special thanks to our producer, Brian Sims, for his audio expertise.